Welcome to another episode of Gem Junkies. I'm, I'm Jonathan. <laughs> oh no! I always do the again. intro. <laughs> he Why do you always? Here. Why do you always? Try I don't to... know. It's just how I get my like my right. role. I'm, the who, who's the alpha here? I, I'm. She's I'm definitely really the alpha. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Gem Junkies. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Brecken. And we're in New York City again. Yeah, we're we're here with some pretty cool people. We have Julie Lamb. Hello. And we have our Benji. Howdy. <laughs> so we're here and they're here for NYC Jewelry Week, which is super exciting. And it's the second year. Yeah, second, yeah, second year. annual. Second annual. And we thought it would be a good chance to get to know some designers that we've never had a chance to sit down and chat with. And uh, Julie just happens to be that designer today. Yeah. There we go. So the first question we ask anybody that comes on our podcast is, what is your first memory of a gemstone or piece of jewelry? Like, think back. Something that got it all started. Uh, actually, a hard question for me because I don't remember not making jewelry, really. There you- I was, like, making stuff from, like, a really, really young age. Uh, I would match, like, my mom was probably started going back to work. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she had, you know, yeah, different clothes with different patterns. I'd make stuff out of, like, Sculpey clay to match, like, a paisley off of her dress and make her earrings and stuff to wear. Oh, my gosh. How cute is that? Or, like... Elementary school, I was already like, if it was costume jewelry pins were pop, I was making them by out of clay and painting them with testers and sticking rhinestones in them. Yeah, I, I was always making jewelry. So things. you've always been creative. You've always had this drive to create. Yes. To to build. Yes. To yes. be a maker. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah, and um, so. I mean, I guess give us your life history. You were making jewelry out of the womb, pretty much. <laughs> and where'd you grow up? Where'd you? All oh, this whole thing, uh, Brooklyn, New York. Uh huh. Um, so like, also early, like we were members of a pool club there in the summer, and like I don't know why I wasn't enrolled in the camp, but at five p.m. when the camp would close, I'd go to like the grounds where the picnic tables where they'd have it. So like under the picnic tables in the dirt sand, there might be beads left over. <laughs> Which I was foraging and taking home and then washing them in the sink. Beads and, that fell through oh the my god, I had this picnic cool, table. Yeah, yeah. This crazy bead collection and I still have I still have a crazy bead collection. I just haven't been playing with them lately. But I mean I was obsessed with it. Uh-huh. And then oh I was like always a class artist and then because um I'm in New York City, so the public schools there's magnet schools. Mm-hmm. So you can take like a test it's still public, but yeah. I was able to test out of like my borough and my neighborhood and come into New York City into Manhattan and Midtown. Actually we could walk there for high school. <laughs> It was called art and design. Yeah. And I was an illustration major there. So it was like known as a commercial art high school. So way back in the day, you might go from that school right into job and advertising or something. But 
when I was there was like a bunch of graffiti artists, but that's okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> a like major artwork there that I like I probably couldn't do this level of skill to this like now because uh-huh. you know, we were just that was what we were doing all day. I just think that's so cool that New York City has those programs available, you know. I mean obviously there's yes. not enough room for everybody and every single student that wants to mm-hmm. be a maker. Um, but you know, in Texas, like my the school district I went to, there's one kind of tech high school and it's like air conditioning and heating, plumbing, and <laughs> car mechanic. Like, there isn't any... Well, there might I, be like I wish kind of I had one of those. Um, yeah. There might be some yeah. kind of, But there's not anything, like, artistic. Like, as far as arts go, it's, like, music. That's uh-huh. it. Yeah, Everyone's I mean... like, yeah. did you go to the fame school? I'm like, no, there was no singing and dancing. That was LaGuardia. We were just drawing and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, there's math and science stuff. There was yeah. tons of music. And um, I had heard about that when I'm like, I'm leaving this neighborhood. I'm taking two trains and a bus. <laughs> you know, commuting with my giant portfolio. I'm so out of long, here. Brooklyn. Bye. Exactly. That's... Drawing eyeliner, you know. So the kind of expectation leaving that school was that graduating from that school was that you might go into advertising somewhere. In the like city. I want to say when I don't know earlier on in New York City history, yes. Mm-hmm. But now you know I had to go, I was going to go to college. So then I only looked at places that had a metal studio. Mm-hmm. I ended up at Syracuse University upstate for some reason. I didn't want to leave New York. I don't know why. And um, anyway, they had this. I looked at all, um, it was state schools, but I felt like I had done that level of artwork already and art yeah. design. So then Syracuse had a sick metal studio, like all the big tools and stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got nice. like, super excited about it. So that's, the studio like totally won me over and I ended up up there. Up there. And then you metal came back. Manager. Yes. Came back. All right. So I start, my first job was at uh, Erickson Beeman. Mm-hmm. Right, so they're known for, like, very intricately beaded, like, Swarovski woven, crazy, it could be anything from a woven beaded, I don't know, body wear to tiaras and stuff. Wow. Their um, sister brand, or they're attached to Showroom 7, so there was a PR showroom as part of it, and Uh then we had, like, this little studio upstairs in in the Garment District on 7th Avenue. We're soldering rhinestone tiaras for like Vivian Tam shows. Betsy Johnson it was like I was on when it was seventh on sixth. Well, they've moved it now, but I think uh-huh. it was the Bryant Park show. And I'm like just out of college at my first job making like Betsy T- Betsy Johnson tiara. And her <laughs> her showroom was above us in the yeah. building. They're very close with the owners. And I was just beside myself because I was such a big fan. So yeah, like, my dream job, pinch me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. That was cool. <laughs> and then when did you decide to do your own thing? Oh, this thing is about five years old. Mm-hmm. So Erickson Beeman and I, I did work a lot in costume jewelry. Mm-hmm. I was just, I wasn't like a brand snob or anything. I just was, I would, you know, outgrow a position or want more money or yep. whatever. So I, um, just kept going for when I left costume to go into fine, it was because they were going to teach me technical drawing. Mm. And I hadn't done much of that, yeah. any of that really in college because we were just soldering and stuff. So I took that job to learn that back into fine. And I'd go into fine and work silver <coughs> on the side, or I'd have costume mm-hmm. during the day and do, you know, I was always the freelancing too. So I was kind of yeah. all over the place. So it was like huge corporate. And I worked at Avon for over six years. Yeah. Yes, they have jewelry. I think it's yeah, they do. I have a I have an Avon <laughs> ring. 
Yeah. Yeah. in my jewelry box See, actually beach, yeah I swear it's crazy <laughs> I had no I had no idea but yeah I do yes. have a, an Avon ring and it's actually a super cool design <laughs> and every time I've gone through my jewelry box I'll go to you know do I want to keep the Avon ring and it's like yeah, yeah. I really yeah. like I get like some good eBay money for yeah. it yeah oh I should check I found I was up upstate somewhere in a vintage antique store and I'm looking at you know old furs and this and that and their jewelry counter and I see some pins that look familiar and I'm yeah. like can I see those pins I was like what are these because I was sure I designed them from, yeah because the distribution was so big it's like you work on brands and you work on brands but like because they're buying hundreds of thousands of the thing you might see it out in the world right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so they're they're like what do they think they they go, oh, these are vintage Nina Ricci from the 80s. I'm like, no, they're not. I was like, these are Avon, and I designed them. <laughs> and they're like, no, there's an NR on the back. I go, yeah, that's my vendor, Nare, in Qingdao, China. <laughs> Hilarious, right? Yeah. You know, glass and plastic and whatever, but yeah. own plated stuff. So, it's, I mean, Still it's cool, though, yeah. yeah. See, your, see your work see. just randomly. Yes. We were talking about that because we do, we sell quite a bit of, of pieces and we were like, I wonder how many pieces, and sometimes we do see our pieces like in the airport or something like that, mm-hmm. but just to see someone that owns a piece of your jewelry and from our perspective, we're so removed from it because we don't sell to the end consumer. So to catch a, gl- it's like finding a unicorn. It's yeah. like, oh my gosh, that's <laughs> a celebrity sighting. Yeah, <laughs> a celebrity sighting. Exactly. I think there was a news anchor in San Francisco that was wearing a pair of our earrings, and Frank like called us all on the phone and was like, "There's a newscaster wearing our earrings." We we're like, "Oh my gosh!" We love when that happens. Yeah, but it happened in DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I see so much jewelry, I have like a Hawkeye for. It. and so you just do. like the last time I was in New York I saw the waitress at this like small little breakfast place in Soho uh, was wearing uh, a designer Cleopatra's bling and I freaked out and made her like let me take pictures of her chest and everything <laughs> and then in Sao Paulo at like 2 3 a.m. these like wasted girls walked up and they were wearing uh, Andrea Foreman necklaces nice. and I was like oh my god please let me take a picture and they were just like oh <laughs> Like, who would know um, that only yeah, you? Yeah, and they didn't even know that it was Andrea Foreman. They were like, my friend in L.A. got it for me. And I was like, girl, you need to follow That's a nice Instagram. gift. <laughs> That's a Send yeah. a handwritten thank you. Nice yeah. gift. Yeah. So it's, but it's great getting to see people, um, you know, yeah. wear, wear jewelry yeah, that, that you know. That's the goal. Also, with people like y'all yeah. who have, like, brought new gemstones to the forefront, I'm sure it's cool to get to see those trends, like, trickle down. Where you're yeah. like, I remember five years ago, we were the only people doing, like, mint anything and now you know or grape garnets or purple garnets you know like those kind of things it's it's cool yeah and and the thing i think that's really cool is you started your own business five years ago and then the relationship though that that you have with benjamin as a as a brand advocate too and and how he kind of is a voice for all of these independent makers and creators and and gives you a upstage in a platform to share what you do which is really cool yes he's been consistent with that like he's grown exponentially since i first found him in my phone on the yeah um and i do remember how we met and you don't which is funny it we were it might come back to me as you're telling we were in tucson we were at a (laughs) i feel like you've just always been there you know what i mean like yeah i just feel like stalking you stalking you um we were in tucson 
And for, for Centurion, mm-hmm. right? I was working for a company that's not around anymore with their booth and stuff. And um, so it was after dinner. It was at it was in a restaurant. Okay, mm-hmm. it wasn't even at the show. Okay, so now crazy. I see him walk in because you can't miss him. No, you right? can't. Yeah. He's quite tall. He's like yeah. So it was one of those nights where they would um, have people go to different restaurants. There was with, like five it restaurants. Was, they were pairing from. up they the retailers up with the vendors of the mm-hmm. show. Yes. Right, okay. sending you on like blind dates with the. Yep. Taylor. Yeah, that's always fun. So this <laughs> big handsome walks in, and I'm with a table full of people. Mm-hmm. They're paid to work, but I'm like, excuse me, and I like run up to him, and I'm like, hi, like a total fangirl, and he's like, excuse me, <laughs> like he's like, have we? Oh, met? diva, really? were like oh my god can i have a minute like what it was a celebrity site yeah i ran out to him so he's like not like who are you but you know something in that vein and i was like oh my god do i not take enough selfies yeah (laughs) (laughs) because i didn't recognize you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but i was littler i mean you know i was just starting I knew who you were. So we met at that restaurant, mm-hmm. and I probably saw you through that trip or whatever. Okay. And then, you know, then when you're introduced and he knows who you are. Yeah. The nicest human being ever. Yeah, absolutely. And then we've been together. But like, before, I'm a snotty bitch. <laughs> no, you aren't that. I'm but I, I mean, I, I felt like, oh, crap. I totally, you know, when you're following someone on yeah. Instagram so yeah, hard yeah. and you're commenting and sometimes they write you like, and then in person you meet them and you think you know that it's. It's yeah. a weird new yeah. social media thing. No, it, I, think I, I know everybody. I totally <laughs> get what you're saying because I I obviously was a fangirl too before yes. I met you. And and as Jonathan had been talking about you and I'm like, oh my God, I have to make a good first like, impression. Like, he's like not going to like me. <laughs> this has happened to me before where I've been following. So the only thing that throws me off ever is sometimes someone's voice I don't expect. Yeah. That's it. But you're like, sometimes, you, you know everything about them. <laughs> well, and sometimes there's been um, some influencers that are super active and vocal on, on uh, Instagram, and then you meet them in and real life, shy. and they're really quiet, and it's yes. like... Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's yes. cool, too, and I'm I'm probably more that way. Like, I, I'm more active on the podcast and stuff like that, but then in real life... Or in, when I'm in a new social situation, I'm kind of reserved, mm-hmm. and like so no, it's yeah, flower it's the up. introvert extrovert. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like okay, we're doing this podcast. Yeah. I'm on, and then you know I'll be home tomorrow. Like I can't see people. <laughs> that that is that is me to a T. Charge and recharge, and I call it. I have show Brecken, like trade yes. show Brecken, podcast <laughs> Brecken, and then I have Brecken Brecken, where I after a trade show. Don't talk to me mm-hmm. for a good week, and we'll be cool. No, yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so okay, so you started your own thing. Tell right. us about it. It was a startup. Okay, so then I was like, having a little bit of the startup experience after all of that. Yeah, was eye opening for me. I wasn't there very long, but it proved to me like you can have a website with all this stuff and mm-hmm. not always have every piece of inventory yeah yeah you know you're like how am i gonna have a website with all the things i can't afford it that was interesting and just just learning that side because i did realize recently my last three jobs were all kind of consumer facing Mm -hmm. because um i was director at um honora pearls and Mm -hmm. not that it was totally that um but qvc was their big consumer yeah yeah it was that and um the startup was customer facing just online only and there was one other one in, in between there. 
that I'm not thinking of at this minute. Oh, well, I was counting Avon. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because yeah. the catalog makes it so. You know what I mean? I mean, we're selling to the, the Avon lady and she's going out, but it's not, it's not wholesale time. Yeah. But so basically everything you learned, you've, right. you've put into Julie Lamb. Yes. That was the like, okay, finally you worked for everybody. I couldn't think of a brand I wanted to... I like go a thousand percent. Like if I work for Avon and wearing their clothes and their jewelry and their watches, and then if I switch off, yeah, I wore pearls for those four and a half years. You haven't seen one on me since, probably. I was like, I yeah. detox. So I'm like full on. Like I'll, if I'm designing for your brand, I'm your brand, and I want to channel that. Yeah. So I couldn't think of another thing or I was like, I can't go on an interview. I'm just, all right, I got to do this already. So it was time. He wanted to be you. Yeah. 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 Be you. Ghost it was huge for me. For everybody. It was yes. like, you probably had things in the back of your head that you were like, I started I to do this that. giant, the manhole the statement manhole cover. cover is so old. I don't even know the year that I made the original model. Yeah. Like, and your tokens, too? Your NYC subway that tokens? That was a little later. This was one of the first things, and that lamb, the stand-up ring, was one yep. of the first things, and the Susie, the BU, the lammy stuff uh-huh. from my last name, and some of the city stuff goes way back. Yeah. So I just, like, made the models because I had this brilliant um, CAD model maker. And, oh, yeah, and Avon, there was a couple of things that, like, switched me into, like, the way I work now as far as process goes. Because um, obviously we had so much access to vendors and technology. Right. We had two CAD guys and a jeweler when I first started on staff, which is like you wouldn't think, but we did. Um, so, I mean, these guys were my favorite kind of CAD guys are the ones who did all the bench jewelers work before. Yeah, because they can understand yes. how it works exactly. and how it's going to need to be set mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. So to the point that this guy, let's say we're making an open heart with mm-hmm. an angel sitting in it. Avon, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so you do the heart on CAD, obviously, to get it symmetrical. Carve the angel's little fat body so it's organic. Uh-huh. And then do the wing in CAD so he can mirror flip the wing. Yeah. And then we're putting, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's that level of, oh my God, we can make anything. Yeah. And the other part of that was, um, it was a transition period. Costume jewelry was made in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's still a hub, right? Yep. But that was the place, like back, 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 back. So I had grown up working with catalog. This is the stone catalog. This is the chain catalog. Whatever <laughs> up there. These are the brass cast, uh, brass stamping catalog. Yeah, if it can, I if you can those fit catalogs, a, a square like, goes with a square, a round yeah. goes with a round. This yes. is it. You can't yeah. do anything else. That's right. Yeah, the ovals come in these sizes. Yep. Mm-hmm. These are the Swarovski colors or knockoffs of them, whatever. Uh-huh. And that's it. Your finite amount of choices and combinations, right? So now that became expensive for people and costume moved to Seoul, Korea and Seoul, Korea became expensive. So the owners in Korea were taking their 45 minute flight over to China to Qingdao mm-hmm. and setting up these factories, Korean owned Chinese workers for the most part, but there were no catalogs. I'd be like emailing, what size ovals do you have? What size do you want? But what size do you have? <laughs> oh my god! So it's a little like head explode. Like I don't need these catalogs anymore. Yeah. It's whatever I want it to be, they're gonna make for me. Cause yeah. We're buying this volume and so 
very like it forces you to be more creative we can do anything yeah you know what i mean so mm-hmm. those two things were very like yeah i think freeing. that's one thing that i learned i worked i worked in retail jewelry uh, my father-in-law jonathan's father owns the business and before i could come i had to go do something else in the business which makes a lot of sense and so i worked retail jewelry and just being there with a with a goldsmith a team of goldsmiths mm-hmm. that could do anything like i a customer would ask for something and you'd never have to say no like right. yeah we we can always do that mm-hmm. and i think that's the thing that's great about jewelry is anything that anybody thinks up for the most part right. like there are some limitations with you know setting stones crazy ways and that kind of stuff but but we can create it mm-hmm. you can create it anything you think of and the, and that's that's super amazing yeah what we do and as a designer, like you said, it's very freeing, you know. Yep. So whenever you were going into starting Julie Lamb Fine Jewelry, you came at it from a different perspective. Yeah, and I it was just, uh, I started to finish these pieces that I had, I was like, I made this thing, but I never put the chain in the, you know, I never bothered to do the rest. Finish it, finish it, set it. Yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. the findings, you know, yeah. bring it into the world. And so the Lamb stuff was meant it's a trademark yeah my trademark like i want to totally drop my name at some point and just use the little sheepy right mm-hmm. oh, that'd the be artist cute. formerly known as so um, <laughs> <laughs> we're not there yet i'd go with it yeah. Yeah. after this podcast yeah <laughs> um but it ended up having like a life of its own that whole line which is interesting yeah <laughs> so tell it your first launch when you first introduced your collection to the world because it really is like putting putting yourself out there for others to critique, which can be very mm-hmm. difficult. So, like, sometimes I have a problem with it. But yeah, yeah, what what was that like? It's like being naked in public. Yeah. I would imagine. Have right. you been naked in public? No. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I think I have. What story don't we know? I no, I have. <laughs> Those clubs are all gone in New York. Yeah. We can't go to one tonight. Sorry. No <laughs> naked clubs. <laughs> Um, I remember, well, like, we like launch. Like, I mean, I didn't have some big PR thing behind me. So I'm like, sure, oh, everyone sure. is like launch. And I'm like, when do I want to say that is? Was it, you know, putting up the website? Cause I yeah. remember, yeah. oh my God, how much work is that? You know, it's, oh my God. And under, it's building a house. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. It's so You think crazy. it should be something super no. simple, like implementing not, a website? No, because, a yeah, you say yeah. like, okay, yeah, we need to have a shopping bag. And then we need to have this and we need to have that. And then there, there's like, Photos. what color do you want the font to be? I don't know. Just right, pick right, the right. font. Like, just pick the font. So big of an Pick the colors. Yeah. Not, yeah. That yeah. was a long... Which is like the first time that like you um, like probably showed your work. Whether yeah. Like I remember... Like a trade show or at like a, some type of PR day. I want to say the most side. impactful... Oh, yeah, that too. But mm-hmm. I want to say most impactful launching social. Like I remember yeah. it was like April mm. Fool's Day of 2015. I want to say like we went up on um, like Instagram mm-hmm. and a Facebook page and stuff, and I'd be like, you know, I'm gonna press that button, and I'm like, okay, like I'm putting. I mostly had the lamb, the bu stuff at the yeah. time, and I'm like, this could go either way. You know what I mean? I was like, here we go. I'm, I'm Julie Lamb. I make lamb jewelry. I mean, it looks I a little it being kooky. Super cute because I have my stacks of the new black. I was nervous. I was nervous. You did like a meme that was like lambs of the new black, and I yes. and I remember. I want to say it might even been here in New York City. Me and uh, Hannah from Diamond Doodles and Becky from Diamonds and Library mm-hmm. were all like doing our hair and makeup <laughs> at like the hotel, getting ready to go to. I think it was like WJA's awards Maybe. or something oh, or Jewelers yeah. of America's awards, 
And we were like, you know, flipping through, you know, my makeup is a lot faster to do than theirs. Yep, we were like yep. flipping through Instagram and I was like, oh my God, look at these cute little <laughs> lamb stackers. Like and black she's doing lambs in black. black. And I remember you made them in like multiple different colors. Yep. Like you had like black rubium and mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Anyways. for the black sheep, you gotta yep. have that. Yeah. Black diamonds black for the black sheep. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. important. He's my, he's our unsung hero. Yeah, of course, in every family. I remember for Instagram being like, okay, you're named, because it was my name Mm -hmm. for all this time, after Mm -hmm. being the ghost, which I'm perfect color for. Um, (laughs) We both are. (laughs) That was Casper, that people, my, one of the nicknames in high school, we won't go into the other ones. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Next one. Next one. I have a lot of nicknames, too. You can imagine with a name like Brecken. Yeah, I got called. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, so that was. Oh, <laughs> I can't imagine actually. <laughs> Broken. Oh. Yeah. One one person said that Brecken means barf in German, oh. and my dad speaks speaks fluent German. And I remember I came home and it was middle school, so everything wow. was like the end of the and, world. And jewelry is a worse word like, in yeah. German. Jewelry is a word I can't say in German. Yeah, there naughty, you go. Naughty. naughty words. Look it up, people. <laughs> Uh, I know gemstone is Edelstein. Jewelry, oh, schmuck. Yeah. And art is also another word. Got it, okay. <laughs> when did you start using gemstones? Because you know how obsessed oh, with gemstones I am. I so know. when, was it like your bespoke pieces? Or was it oh, the Metropolis collection? Or what Like what was it whenever you went from some of being those metal bespokes, to gems? Like, because I was trying, all those companies when I was working mm-hmm. for them, I would be sent to like GCK or Centurion or the bigger shows to cover trends. So I had to walk a show and pink gold is really hot i would say that for like eight years before like anyone cast pink you know we see stuff so early and then yeah by the time it trickles down champagne diamonds whatever yeah. looking at. yeah yeah the bar necklace the wine necklace so i was just doing that so i could never help myself from shopping when i'm there so especially being in tucson of course was like my paradise i have a shopping yeah. list all yeah. those naked yep. stones just like and they welcome designers to the booth unlike you know the finished jewelry yeah yeah for smartphones and you can just take a picture on the fly yeah when i'm doing a trend report god forbid i whipped a sketchbook out and you'd be like chased away you know yeah what I mean? yeah for sure <laughs> so that's you know so but and then going to tucson is such a different experience because all the dealers are like oh designer come look yeah at look at everything yeah. we have i remember let us being, tempt you like i was new mm-hmm. on the avon trip and i was with like marketing and bosses everyone's a higher level person than me and i'm just like you know, I need to be like quiet. The gems are talking to me. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hearing this over there and that over there, and and they're like, they're being at work. They're like, what do you think this is? Do you like this blue or that blue? Or could we do campaign fourteen on? And I'm like, yes. Like I can't. I'll do this back in New York. You know what I mean? I just want to be. And um, yeah. my then boss was like. Let her wander off. She needs to explore. She needs to be inspired. She's a designer. Well, it's and true. She, like, set me loose, and I was like, ah, thank you. I love you. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, sure. and it is so like I, I gemstones. Songs there, they speak, and they sh- they, they should be treated as each is their own individual personality. They I are. Think. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. So usually, I'd be. I'm not looking. Usually, if I'm just randomly having a good time, I'm not looking for something specific. I'm looking for the thing that pops out to me. 
that I can afford. <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah, it all comes down to that. Stuff like this from uh-huh. and some of the bicolor earlier mm-hmm. stuff. And I was just making those randomly on lunchtime working for Avon, which was across the street from the Diamond District for oh. no reason. But I started that stuff then. So since I've started the line, I started to build on some of those, again, build on ideas yeah. that I had and flesh them out a little bit more. But the Metropolis... That came from my last job. Oh, again from Tucson. Which I'm playing with Wait. right now. Whenever y'all were talking about like you know stones that speak and stuff, how they speak to you, I remember whenever I finally uh, you know gave Julie my credit card uh, to buy one. I was like, <laughs> I wanted to pick like the most you know whatever that had like the mm-hmm. most facets, and we looked through four or five mm-hmm. highlights and wrote like garnets, and I settled on this wrote like the yummiest one. You can see, I know, I got the, I got the <laughs> yummiest, yummiest one. And Metropolis is That's your cut. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that specific um, proportion. And um, I know people have been doing diamond shields all along, but I think I had, not that I don't like the diamond shields, I was just like affording them, and it was a, a vehicle in the production collection uh-huh. that I could play with color yeah. and have a good time. So I came out with the, the lower-end semi-precious, and then since then I've upgraded with some of those and the, those crazy opals I've been getting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, getting yeah, and that loser kind of pearly gems cut for oh me recently. Yeah. Yes, I can't <gasps> wait to see it. It's a heart attack. It's so good. It's pretty. Yeah, so it's been getting more interesting. But it was, right, so when I have the collections and like I have this production kind of a mindset because that's how I grew up in the bigger companies. So I'm yeah. like, that was a way for me to play with color because it's just infinite with the three metal colors and any mm-hmm. gem you want. It's been fun. Yeah, it is fun. But that, I feel like I bought it. It might have been a two. It was a gem show, but it was from where Bella Campbell, the designer, mm-hmm. used to sell gems from. Kaiser. Kaiser Gems. Yep. Shout out Noelle. Huge. <laughs> That's right. Nicole's on the West Coast, right? She's a um, daughter. Yes. Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But now she has her, her, her own too. little kind of... Yeah, I think Kaiser yes, closed down and Noelle's doing some kind of different bespoke things now. But yes. one of the things that Kaiser used to do really well back in the day, and even up until their closing, was... Um, you know, custom cuts yep. for, New for designers. I mean, come to you yep. and say, I want a 3D, you know, hexagon, whatever. All the and doublets would, and the triplets. Yeah. And, and then uh, three weeks, she'd get you samples of, you know, yep. Blue Topaz, Aquamarine, so. Morganite and stuff. And um, there's a need for that in the industry. And that's why whenever Julie asked me about, like, where can I get, you know, I can get quartz and citrine mm-hmm. and smoky quartz on my own. Like, but my guy doesn't have things. it. I was like, well, <laughs> yeah. uh, Parlay. I was like, they mm-hmm. have all these. And the other cool thing about it, not not that um, everybody knows exactly where their stones come from, but with Parlay, they know more about, it's not, they don't just say Kenya, you know, they mm-hmm. say this region in Kenya, and we know the people that mine it and and everything, you know? We know the people that cut it. We're not just sending it to some nameless factory wherever. Yeah. Um, You know, so that's a really cool thing that you're able to to say to your clients and to your stores now. Yes, I was very... Well, you suggested... I was getting... I was asking around, and someone gave me, like, a Brazilian, um, and I was just, like, thinking about... um, 
I don't know. How do you pay? How do you like? I was just like, I don't want to go into too complicated. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was like. That's what I was thinking. It seemed daunting, yeah. and then he was like, "Just use my friends in Idaho." I'm like, "Oh my god, thank you so much." Yeah, and, and that's that's the nice thing is we've created some really good partnerships with people all over the world, yeah. and we don't know where every stone comes from, but right. but generally speaking, we try to know as much as we possibly can. And then the other side of it is is that we know the people from the rough side, and then our partner does the cutting, and so a lot of times we can find rough so that we're not having to recut everything. I think in the blue zircon case we ended up recutting yeah but a, a lot of times we're able to find it in the rough so that we don't have to lose yeah. so much weight and so forth it just depends on the individual project but no we had the weight loss and in <clears> this <throat> case it was a bad a problematic weight loss but, but yeah. yeah i'm yeah. not the person to look at the rough and know how amazing it's going to turn out so it's right. like easier right. for me to look at oh that oh i'm not like, i'm not same way sick yeah. yeah. If yeah. someone hands me a piece of rough, I'm like, I don't know. Cut it into something pretty. <laughs> I don't please. know what's going to happen here. <laughs> please just take it but away I mean, and bring it back to me no. later. <laughs> we were so, it was like we were doing like a, a life or death surgery on that because yeah. I had set this. This thing is hard to set. There's like one setter. Yeah. That I know. Like if this something, I should take insurance out on this guy. Okay. Five corners. Uh, yeah. yeah. Five corners, right? So over the years, I've learned, you know, it's, yeah. everyone hates me. Right. <laughs> it's semi-precious. It's soft. It's, a, it's an opal. Oh, my God. With five corners. So, like, not to make those edges sharp yep. and yep. all the things that we discussed. And then that um, the original stone you showed me was so beautiful and the depth of color and the intensity. I was like, you know, don't follow my more shallow blah. Like, we can go a little deeper. I don't want to lose that color. amazing teal. Yeah. It yeah. Was, yeah. That's that's one of the tough parts. Tar- Tough yeah. parts with blue zircon is, is a lot of times you need that depth, that belly, yeah. that you belly to get that color. Um, so yeah, it's it Even can be you difficult. Shine a light on it, you see the white facets in it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, so we. I thought we needed that too. So th- this was like a minute by minute, step by step. And we were. I was just texting with Stephanie, and she was relaying it to the <laughs> yeah. to your shop and stuff. And, uh-huh. and but it was like right, like I was helping with the surgery um, through uh, you know FaceTime mm-hmm. or what. Weird. I mean, but we did. We pulled off this magnificent cutting. Yeah. <laughs> To spec. I, I told you they're going to make it happen. And, you know, your client was like, "What wasn't your client going for a Pariba originally? Yes, a and psycho. Like, oh, my gosh. He gave me such a heart attack. Well, you know, but he wanted that color. He wanted yes. that kind of, like, yes, vibrant yes, color. Yes. And, like, you know, you mm-hmm. have options whenever you come to somebody mm-hmm. that deals with, like, every single kind of gemstone on the sun. It's like, okay, do you want appetite? Do you want blue topaz? Do you want I know, because I hate it. I'm like, we're that? going for this. I hated to not even be specific in originally asking. I said, because I told him. I was like, I don't know how much that is, but I think it's either impossible or really a lot of of money. (laughs) It's possible, but it would have probably been Mozambique material and all that. Yeah, so we we went, you know, with a reasonable, um, beautiful. But it has way more life than a quote unquote Pariba or Cuprian would have ever had. I bet it has way more life. Well, it does, you know, sparkle. It was perfect. And then I just had to hold my breath when they said it, but, you know. So I really what, want to see it. Y'all been talking about it forever. It went. Away. Y'all already delivered it without. He was texting me every day. He was texting me so much. He's actually an old Avon boss of mine. It's gone. Oh, it's it's it. found its, it's forever it's home. Yeah, it's with oh, it. I love that. Whenever he sends it back, sometimes like get it polished. You need to yes. divert it Deep, to me so detour. I can take some macro shots. I told him I didn't want to be around him like before Christmas morning because he's like, when am I getting it? Are you shipping this week? And I said, oh, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm terrible at gifts stuff. like that too. Yes, you are. I always nice. set out gifts like, 
like, okay, right. Jonathan, I'd like this, 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 or this for Christmas. And then it's like, okay, what'd you get me? Okay, what'd you, which one did you pick out? What'd you get me? <laughs> I'm like, it's custom. We're taking our sweet time. Yeah. You want to see my thousands of like six months before Christmas, we'll be like just out shopping. And I'm like, I want this. I want that. <laughs> I want that kind of thing. Or I want this for Christmas. And then I just kind of, you know, roll the dice on Christmas morning and see what he remembered. When are you shipping? Mm. When are you shipping? Yeah. We'll see what I get this Christmas. Mm. Fingers crossed. Mm. I've given him a lot of hints this year. Are you still getting jewelry or no? I oh, still yeah. get jewelry. Yeah. yeah, I love jewelry. I, I, love, I yeah. love jewelry. Yeah, I make so. $1 selling yeah. and I spend $2 back. I know. Jonathan constantly has to tell me we are in the business of selling. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But but I some of them and, and you you probably feel the same way. You have such a connection with the piece. Oh, some of them that are like, oh, I, I can't sell this. When when it goes over my dead body. It it makes me sad sometimes. And and I remember we sold this one uh seven carat emerald ring. And I we'd had it for about a year and a half. Yeah, and it was and it was kind of like we were not in the position where I was just going to be like, yeah, I'm going to have that yeah. emerald. <laughs> um, when it went away, we were at the JCK show and I was talking to our next door neighbor at the booth next door. And Jonathan came up to me and he was like, we just we sold the emerald like, ring. And he a, was so excited. There's been a death in the family. And my face, <laughs> yeah, my face just dropped and I was like, "Really?" And he said, "Yeah." And I took it with them too. And the, well, in the our our next door neighbor was like, "You are ridiculous. You're the first person I've ever seen sad about selling a piece of jewelry." And it's like, "Well, but they are part of you. It's yeah. it's part of you for for that." And and I guess I have to think of it now as I get to view them and see them and mm-hmm. turn them into to something else for someone That's to enjoy. Mm-hmm. That's wearable. Yeah. yeah. It's wearable art. And you send it out into the world. Yeah. But then yeah. you get some cash flow. And you can make new crazy things. Yeah, you can make new crazy That's things. What's There's always the something else There's out always, there for you. There's, There's always, always tomorrow. Else, well, right, right now, right. you're actually working on something special for more. For you, yes. Um, it's with Chelsea right now going into CAD. So. I've been eyeing this insane boulder opal that they've mm-hmm. had in their vault for like two years or something like every time that I went to go visit them every show I went to go visit them at including this year at Vegas where I almost broke it um, I don't know if you remember that story can we call um, it bigger and bolder yeah, yeah. It it bigger and bolder is, it's like a four like a five inch long it looks like a mountain it looks like a mountain and like a boomerang and it has hot pink and blue and yellow and orange and every single color that like you know opal youtube videos say like this is the rarest color and da, 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 opal it is insane and we are making something super special i think the coolest thing and i left it up to brecken like yeah. i literally sent her he just sent me a, a pile of diamonds bunch of like and they're all weird diamonds which is too. what's taking chelsea a while to yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every single one. It's a great project. I'm just kidding. I mean, I kind of do. Well, no. We plan... We do plan on using every single one. Stephanie, like every... I call call your um, Mm -hmm. your, your assistant and social media person who is amazing. Shout out Stephanie. I call her like every week and I'm like... Do they need me to send them gold? Do they need more diamonds? I have round diamonds. I'll send them this. I'll send them that. She's like, they're working on it, Ben. They're working on it. Yeah. um, I think the coolest thing with that, though, is after you picked that stone out, we met with our Australian opal cutter. He was, like, in town the next week. And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember that stone. Here's the video. Of, yes. of me so cutting it. Cool. And yeah. I sent I sent him a picture, yep. and I just get back, oh, that's cool. And I was like, 
What are you Dude, doing? Dude, this is your really? stone. <laughs> yeah, it was another moment. Another <laughs> I actually sent him, I, I think I sent you something too that was like, oh, he wants it. Because I thought that he was... Oh, he likes it. it. Oh, does he like it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, does he, he like it? Stone. And, and Jonathan was like, no, he cut it. I was like, oh, cool. He sent me. And it's a really, really cool... It's like five videos, and it's from start to finish. Awesome. From and rough from, to preforming yep. to wow. polished to... Yep. And oh, your daughter knew how... Oh, he knew that stone. Big. Like, and, yeah, no, no. He knew that was a special one. And, and it was a special man, piece of And the man that cut this is probably yeah. the best boulder opal cutter in Australia. Oh, yeah. Like, he yeah. is phenomenal. Whenever we like are fi- finished with it, I'm going to share over like a week, like the rough to this to that. Like I'm going to share all those videos that they sent me yes. and yeah. somebody and the design and the... will not be named wanted to chop it in half. Oh, my father-in-law make... Frank. Oh, yeah, yes, Frank. He wanted I... to chop it in half and make an r- amazing pair of earrings out of it because it, it really would have made an amazing it pair of earrings. It would have been more um, sellable as a pair of earrings, correct. which is where where Jonathan yeah. gets the word in the business of selling. But I'm kind of size. Yeah. I'm Benji size and I need a five, I, six inch. Do you know that stone scared me? <laughs> uh, it scared me whenever I almost broke well, it. Well, no, but like, here. but trying to think of a design, because sometimes I have these stones and I don't buy everything that that we have to put, to put into jewelry, like Jonathan will or Frank will or Paul. And so I'll get this stone and, and I have, I have nothing for it. Like it, it didn't speak to me i didn't pick it and DM say i dm a picture too yeah one of your uh, and so it's like it's like what am i gonna do with this and i we sat on it for like two years and frank's like get the get it into production get it into production and i was like i can't i can't i i don't don't force this well we don't did force we actually sold it once yeah we sold yeah. it loose sold and i was like once. okay good and he brought it back and it was a designer guy and he and he looked at it he had and the same he thing had the like same i don't thing. know what I to just do with can't, this i love it so much that i just can't it, bring myself it to was set meant it. for ben it was made for ben at the igo or rjo show igo i did this whole like stupid video where i held it up and it was a mustache yeah, it looks kind of like, like a mustache. Like a pink panther. I this it is like good. A yeah, gonna be good. So, what is what's the future for Julie Lamb? Oh, what what is the future? I World wish domination. I knew. World domination will be in the form of this the sheep stuff. Um, but I mean, we talked about it <laughs> somewhat, like off you know off of Instagram and yes. off of podcasts and stuff. Like you're going more of the consumer route and not kind of uh, jumping through all the hoops and playing all of the trade yeah. industry games as much anymore. It's a because game. you did like a two it's an expensive year game. run at all these shows. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm. I don't want to close <coughs> doors, and I, I I never want to close doors. So I just I thought this whole time I was doing both things badly. And then yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we, okay. we, that makes sense. we get it. Yeah. You just, it's just where to focus. And I'm only one person in that time yeah. and money and the energy, you know, and if you're not hearing back from the stores, whether you were at a show or just sending the email, whatever, mm-hmm. I still need the cash flow. So I ended up doing all this direct to consumer, which is also interesting, just interesting because then you're with the real buyers right yeah you're with who's gonna own the piece that's right yeah so the biggest best example i have because i believe in niche everything Mm -hmm. so every time i worked for these bigger companies they would try to steer me off of the little detail on the piece because someone's not gonna like the flower or the texture or the whatever yeah and i'm like but without the flower texture whatever it's boring it's generic yeah and everybody makes this so why should we put this out there you're i just fell asleep 
So my stuff is, uh, <laughs> I call it concept rich, and it's uh-huh. these the, the collections have very specific voices, and I'm speaking to very niche audiences. So because I made so many collections with different audiences, I believe, uh-huh. <laughs> I think they look like the same person made them. They're all like heavy and clean and conceptual, but um, I have to then find find those people where they live and yeah. breathe and spend, right? Yeah. Right. But it's been interesting. So the the one with the the collection with legs, haha, four legs, uh-huh. is BU. So that found a home with uh, knitters and fiber enthusiasts. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm on this. Oh my god! I just got yes. it. So, like the U, like yeah, the E-W-E. E-W-E. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought the BU yeah. was like you you were finally designing for yourself, but I mean like oh, it has no, so many it has so many meanings. Oh, I have fooled around and made the pun and all the corny stuff uh-huh. as much as I possibly can with and I keep yeah. going. And people send me lamb jokes and funny lamb pictures, like that's my yeah, please keep Jonathan's uncle me. is a yeah. sheep rancher in yeah. Idaho. Yeah, they sheep. run five thousand yeah. sheep a year. You really so. need to go. I got up. Something I don't know. Yeah. You need to go up and go road visit them. It's a big, it's a big industry. Oh, I don't know. Press the button. From Salt Lake City. It's gorge. And we can go get content with sheep. Oh my gosh. So you need to, you need to hook up with someone in Sun Valley because they have that thing every year where they parade the sheep down the street in in Sun Valley. I could be one of them. Yeah. I think they do. Yeah, they do. I vote yes. Let's do it. So when I first launched Instagram, Right away from when I was tagging, I was getting knitters and some sheep farmers. Yeah. And I'm standing here in New York, like, what? <laughs> I don't do either of these things. Yeah. So far, and I've only ever been here. And I was like, what? <clears throat> now it makes sense. Yeah. So they found me, I found them. It was organic. So, like, you know, I'm at these things, and people are passionate about knitting, okay? They're running they past me to grab yarn, okay? Then they yeah. might get distracted by my shiny table. Um, but it's not about me. It's about the yarn. Yeah. So I'm there for them and I'm trying to mix into that as a different industry, which mm-hmm. is so interesting to like infiltrate from this weird angle. But like they, I don't, if I'm at a jewelry show, I have people like, what is that a dog? Yeah. What other animals do you have? And I'm like, no other animals. See that giant sign, Julie's this lamb. I <laughs> <laughs> got one animal. It's only a lamb. Yeah. Not doing llamas. To, Sorry. At, like Dallas Safari Club has a big event every year. That's like kind of there's like other a brands with one animal. Convention of sorts. Yeah. Listen, Hello and Kitty. People sell like safaris and they sell weapons and they sell trips and all kinds of stuff. And there's like. <gasps> excuse me, like taxidermy people there. And I know several designers from Scotland that make jewelry with the deer antlers, the ones oh, that yeah. are like feral. Correct. Yeah. Yes. I've actually told her that she needs Our to girl do it. Susan. And um, there is a, a woman from Scotland and it's like her biggest show of the year period of any trade, any consumer show. It's like five days in Dallas with all these like hunters and stuff. And it's like, you know, find your audience. Like, look, uh, that's why in Fort Worth, every single time there's a gem and jewelry show, there's always a gun or a car show at the on the other yes. side of the convention center. You know, they're driving in from the country or whatever. What are the wives going to do? Walk around a gun show or, a, or a car show? Right. So they have a gem jewelry show at the other side of the convention smart, center. Smart, so it's the smart. same thing at like this thing. So I think that that speaks to not only designers, but, you know, just everyone in the industry needs to try and find other niche places to show. 
because um, certain shows in certain markets have really become oversaturated. You know, you're yes. not the only one there well, I, selling rose yeah. gold. You're yeah. not the only one there selling no. opals or whatever. Yeah, it might I be. feel like too. Yeah, the the industry and jewelry is so personal. Yes. And and they want to know the story. Everybody wants to know the story of it now. And I see I see in our industry that being able to tell the story and for the end consumer to have the connection with the designer mm-hmm. and and feel that connection all the way through the process is so important now. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's it's super cool and exciting and and if someone wants to check you out where do they go? Oh, hmm. my website is julielamny.com, mm-hmm. Instagram at julielamny or if you want more sheep, <laughs> bu by Julie Lamb is also on Instagram. Oh, I'm gonna um, look it up. Some city I might, pieces I in the clay pot downtown, swoonery. Yeah, there's some places. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Shout out Tara. City. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, we want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today, you and our our little Benji. Thank you for letting me hijack. <laughs> yeah, we're always a pleasure. We're hanging out in our our hotel room in New York City, which is kind of like suite. in our, yeah. our suite, yeah. our, our two our, our mini, separate rooms, our mini suite. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But, um, yeah, thank you again so much for all your time, and I'm excited to see what the future has in store for you. Um, I'm Brecken. And I'm Jonathan. And thank you for listening to another episode of Gem Junkies. If you want to see what we do in our real life, you can check us out at Parlay Gems on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.